0: Hello, world, and welcome back to this new Versus Emotion space on Get Yours Radio for the launch of our Made It Back series. I'm Laura Lemie, and as always, I share this space with Uncle E, founder of Get Yours Radio. To listen to our podcast, please visit Mixcloud, GetYours underscore Radio, or Mixcloud, Laura Lemie, or Spotify, iTunes, and uh, blogs and websites, including GetYoursRadio.com and my blog, Laura this podcast is very special it's the launch of the new series made it back as i said and we want to dedicate it to uncle ian cecilia on their very special day it's their anniversary so happy anniversary to you both much love and congrats you are the living proof that true love can conquer and overcome anything so another thing i would like to say is that this is our soul space so we are not afraid here to talk about pain love failure success and feeling free to feel the winds of overcoming and empowering each other with words and exchange of heartfelt vibes. And this is the reason why my first guest launching the show tonight with me is Antonio Liranzo. Antonio is a performer, a writer, a poet from New York. He grew up in Long Island, then he moved to the city. He published his first book on June 1st, 2020, called "Fallen Angel Rising Phoenix. I read this book in like, like a flash. It was amazing. Uh, it flows. It just takes you places and it takes you back and it empowers you. It's really, really amazing. And I'm so glad you're here. Welcome to the show, Antonio. How are you?
1: Oh, thank you so much for having me. Um, during this crazy time I'm doing pretty good today. I have some wine going on over her. Um, well, good. <laughs> I am so happy to be your first guest of, of this and um, thank you so much for having me.
0: Oh, I know you do podcasts as well, right?
1: I do do podcasts. Um, I, yeah. have, it's, I started about a few weeks ago. It's called Nana Tings on Apple and Spotify and uh, it's all about, I call it Tings because it's like I, I have such a big brain on like all these different things so like one week it's about being gay one week about like dating apps and then you know, we just get into it you know
0: so normally what i do with my podcasts is i i don't want to confuse the guests and i don't want to confuse the you know the audience so i start on you know go on a chronological kind of path But actually with you as a fellow writer and poet and published author i want to do it the poetic way Yeah, (laughs) and the the poetic way is starting from always now or never so i want to start just going straight you know full immersion inside your book and i want to talk about one of the poems you wrote um you know I'm, i'm going to recite these verses and i normally do not do for anyone and Eric knows that, but not even my own verses, but I'm going to do it for you because you really, really reached my soul chords with your book. So someone that just wants to share their love ended up in a dark world full of monsters and users. Never before have I met an abuser. Suddenly my life has turned around, hitting rock bottom, more like hitting never-ending reality. I wanted something pure, not fatal. So tell us more about this passage from your poem, This Is
1: Me. Yeah, (laughs) so I actually wrote this one um, when I was looking at myself in the mirror one night and realized that I was losing who I am in the party scene. So there was moments last year where I would go out four times a week, get really drunk not focus on who i am and then sometimes i would either show up to work late skip a dance class skip being productive and for me it was it was sort of a self-sabotage and it wasn't the kind of self-sabotage that's in your brain it was more so like you're doing actions that are harming your body or harming your soul um so yeah i wrote that passage for anyone that feels like sometimes you could be in a destructive mindset or destructive habit and they need to reel themselves out of it
0: yes absolutely and also sometimes it's because we think that we are escaping something by you know going out late and being uh you know very tired the day after so that we numb ourselves but actually it's just inside of us and it's gonna be there until we, de- until we deal with it you know we need to deal with it
1: Absolutely.
0: and more verses from another poem from your book which is called lives um, you say I've lived a thousand lives. I only ever told one lie. Truth be told, I have a devil on my shoulder, but an angel in my eye. So I want to know: Is that devil still on your shoulder? Because surely you have angels in your eyes, and I can see that.
1: Yes, thank you. So the devil on the shoulder means um, your inner saboteur. So when we get those mm. anxiety, what ifs, what what can happen, or you know those catastrophic. Um, Thoughts like I, I go to therapy right now for anxiety, and um, I have this kind of anxiety where I think the worst Like, I, I could get a text message like hey, we need to talk about something and it could be like what are you doing today in my mind? I'm like, oh my god this person's gonna like do this do this So yeah, that's the devil, the devil on your shoulder is that um, inner Person that's like you're gonna do bad, but it's like no like don't doubt yourself
0: Yeah, don't doubt yourself. However, we don't just get there by mistake you know what I mean? It's I mean. It's a it, it's a process. Uh-huh. So so if we get that, it's because somebody has really really shaken us to the core, and not in a good way.
1: Yeah,
0: you know, not in a good way. So let's take a step back now. As I said, we're going to do nine now, now, never, always, and forever. You know, how did you discover your passion for poetry, and what was the first poem that you ever wrote?
1: So my passion for poetry was in elementary school so when i wrote this book my mom brought up this memory that i totally forgot about and she was like you've always wrote and i was like what do you mean and I, now i look back at it i every time i like cried or like i was bullied or i went through something trauma i always journaled right and my journaling it didn't have a poetic flow but it had a flow of material so like your first five sentences or a fragment would be the topic of a feeling and i always flowed with it And then as a kid, I would write poems on the side. So my first poem, I mean, it was so basic. It was something like, roses are red, violets are blue. Um, I see the sky and the moon in you. You know, like I just made (laughs) that, you know, like some kind of rhyme kind of flow, which it would sort of be like a bar for rapping. But uh, I would write that in like third and fourth grade and I only wrote in cursive so you never found me writing in print which is really funny because like kids hate cursive (laughs) Uh, i guess i've always been like a poet in the sense of like i loved writing and even till today like right now on me i have this like list i'll show you like i write in cursive on pd oh my god i've got so many
0: of those yes no
1: i want like a list and i like to write my poems here first and then i put them digital but yeah so that's what really got me into it it was just more my therapy or like when i was frustrated i would just start journaling and then i started writing haikus and poems and i was like oh my god like I could actually, like, make a book out of this and help people.
0: Yes, exactly. And, and you did. I'm telling you, you helped me today yeah. when I was reading your verses because the, the truth is they are so direct and so easy to catch with your heart and soul. And there is no mistake about what you want to say. And at the same time, there is a depth that only the eye of the heart can see. So, mm-hmm. yeah, really good. Um, what makes your thoughts become ink?
1: Um, that's a really good question. So, I think when I feel a hyper sensitive of emotion, like, so I'm, I'm really empathetic as a human. So, when I feel really fired up, I write. Um, it's become habitual now. So, like, let's say, like, I had a really bad date or I broke up with someone or I'm just drunk in my feels. I go to my notes now on my iPhone. Like I go on my phone now and I just write stanzas. And
0: do you have a record instead of writing?
1: I'm writing. I so I'm really bad at actually verbalizing my thoughts. So like oh, okay. especially when I date someone, like they'll see to my eyes because like I have I have a very emotional eyes where like you can see how I'm feeling. But I can like, see that. <laughs> so I won't I but I won't verbalize it. For some reason, I don't know what's inside of me that just won't communicate it, I have to, I could verbalize it eventually, but I have to write first. So I always, always write. And then I guess it's my way of like thinking and responding instead of reacting. And then I verbalize how I felt in that moment.
0: And how do you see yourself now? How do you feel about what um, you had to overcome to get to your now?
1: Um, I feel good. I think where I was going in that dark place of the book, i am over that part now because it it was really the partying and like the ignoring my health situation but honestly writing has made me more vulnerable now because now i'm realizing that i suffer from you know catastrophic anxiety so i feel good i feel more aware but now i know i have more work to do
0: of course yeah uh the the thing you said before about Being an empathetic person, I know exactly what you mean. You've got one here.
1: (laughs) It's so hard sometimes, right? Like, feeling all this energy and emotion, you know?
0: Yeah, and um, sometimes, you know, we get mistaken by being very sad and negative. But actually, we are not. We are not we are we are fun. I, I know you're fun because I saw what you do and I, and I am fun. I, know, I, go, I go out, I laugh, you know, I go clapping whenever it's possible because now, you know, the situation is what it is. Uh, I go to and I laugh, you know, I have friends that make me laugh. I, it's not people just uh, sometimes mistake um, uh, being empathetic and deep or uh, analyzing and overthinking uh, with being sad. And being Inside no. is just a part of it, but it's not whole of it, the whole of it. So, yeah. But listen, you are also a model and an actor. And what, is it, what do you love about performing? What's the, the most beautiful thing about performing to you?
1: Yeah, I love this question because I I was looking through old dance studios and I post on Instagram because it's like I always I have to remind myself why I love dancing and performing. So for me, performing, first of all, actually like poetry is my therapy, but to be honest, what's a bigger therapy for me is dancing. When I am in a classroom of 90 minutes and I am giving you my full energy and I am working out and I am hustling to be the best dancer I could be in front of a mirror with a classmates, I am not thinking about anything in those 90 minutes. My mind is in like it's meditation. It's it's bliss. So for me, I love the energy. I love making people laugh. I love acting in different weird characters. I love dancing and I love you people cheering me and like that that's badass, you know, like oh my god, like yeah. I don't know I love I think it's a part of being empathetic. I love radiating good aura, energy, and then receiving it back. For me, it makes me blissful.
0: It does. And also, as you said, dancing, it, it's always been a big part of my life since I was like 10 years old. Yeah. Uh, from ballet to tip-tap to, to, you know, contemporary dancing and stuff like that. And then a lot of clubbing internationally. So I've been I've been continuing dancing. I still dance every day. Yeah. Um, my favorite, you know... Um, DJs, I dance too. Um, so yeah, and uh, what, one th- one other thing about dancing is that there is no better way to actually express the energy and then taking it back by having the feedback of the people watching you, looking at you, or dancing with you, and sharing that moment, that musical moment with you. So I totally get you. Um, now let's go back to your to your poems because that this one really caught me in a particular kind of way it's called walk
1: Mm -hmm. and
0: you say game over for the non-walk of the world that is demanding more this is so current and so true and so unbelievably um, touching um what when and how did you wake up
1: i woke up one day it was in the end of January slash February, and I had a lot of health things going on in the beginning of the year. Like, I had a really severe allergic reaction where my throat almost closed. Um, I suffer from a few autoimmune diseases. Um, so a lot was happening. And I had a moment where I was like, bro, like Antonio, like you're not meant to be experimenting with all these things and drinking and going out. Like, and also like, I was sort of like comparing myself to like every single other like gay guy in the LGBT community where like, I felt like i had to like have a certain body or party a certain way or network a certain way and i just woke up one day and i like it was like i was actually drunk when i woke up though i was like three in the morning (laughs) and i was like this is not what you want i went to a party that night and i honestly disliked it the environment for me was just not me Mm -hmm. no one cared about who i was as a soul it was only all about aesthetic and stuff and I, i was just tired of it i was tired of spending all these years doing these things and like having people deplete me instead of rejuvenate me you know um and yeah that's it and like pretty much those lines are about like how we're so obsessed with social media and we're so obsessed with being perfect, or dating a certain guy and girl because that's your aesthetic when we're not feeding our own souls
0: yeah yeah and also be aware of all these energy suckers around there are so many of them right. <laughs> yeah. There are so many of that and it didn't, they don't even some of them do it on purpose some others that actually do not realize the subject yeah. and and you just want to give because you're a giver, but at the same time you're exhausted you know what I mean and you just need a break, you just need a break and i recently I have to say i have um i have had well' I'm, I'm overcoming something really big in my life so i I actually cleared up. You know the bench of friends, let's say. I cleared it up, and, and i and I now just see people that actually do give back and do understand what I can give to them. So I think that's that's a, a very important part that you're mentioning there. Uh, let's talk about something fun. So what is this, uh, Britney Spears? <laughs> I love that you have. Is it her music, her character, her spirit? What is it? What is this about Britney Spears? And if she will ever listen to this show I, uh, I'm asking you Britney Spears to get in touch with Antonio Liranzo.
1: <laughs> I would love that um, Britney Spears to me is the reason why I'm an artist um, I grew up super poor not being able to go to dance classes and I, well, I'll never forget um, I was six years old watching You Drive Me Crazy I mean I knew about Baby One More Time the first single but like that's not what made me love her You Drive Me Crazy came on and I was like who is this girl, like who is this pop artist? And I, that's when I fell in love with pop music. I mean, don't get me wrong, I love the Spice Girls, but like Britney Spears for me was like, she was doing choreo, outfits, and then I'll never forget when she did I'm a Slave For You, I think I was like 10 or 11 when that came out. It was 2001, the VMAs with the Snake. When I saw that, I was like, this is what I'm gonna do when I grow up. I was like, "Oh wow, that is what I meant to do. I meant to perform, I meant to be a badass bitch. I meant, meant to have costumes, and I meant to change lives, right? Um, and Britney did. She changed pop culture. I mean, I'm I'm a fan. I met her actually four years ago.
0: Oh wow, you did.
1: Yeah. So with her conservatorship, obviously, there's that whole movement happening right now with Free Britney. You you only get to have a few seconds with her. It's not like a whole conversation, but. I met her, which was really cool. It was at her Vegas residency. And I pretty much got to say really quick before getting like kicked off the stage. I was like, you are the reason why I do what I do. I entertain. And she goes, keep on doing it, sweetie. And like, just hearing that from her, I was like, oh my God, like a poor kid from Long Island that had a single mother growing up had no specific training till now in adulthood. My idol just told me that. And that was amazing.
0: Amazing. and, and- you know, um, there is one particular song by Britney that I like, uh, which is "Toxic." Yes. And uh, and there was a a moment in which sometimes I listen to it. Um, there was a moment when I realized there's something more to this pop girl than they want us to believe, and that's you know because they just want to show you the surface and the blonde hair and the dance moves. But yeah, yeah but there, there is definitely something very deep behind that um, person and uh, behind Brittany and I think that she's another one that had has been sucked energy from all her life oh, cool. uh, and, yeah. I, and I yeah and you know it's st- they're still talking about her and things and stuff and the sister doing stuff whatever but I, I do pray that you know she she will find her serenity and peace because she deserves that
1: Same, I really not, do I agree with you. I think, you know, she was so famous so quick, and then especially with the conservatorship, I She is a good person. I mean, her music's always feel good. If you really think about it, she never had drama with pop stars. You know, like nowadays, someone's always fighting with someone, right? She's always kept her mouth quiet and like has always just done her own thing. And that's why she's so respected in the pop music field. And it's like, That just shows you alone that she's a beautiful person. Like She doesn't care about the fight and she cares about her fans and music and that's it. But yeah, I agree. There's something deeper there and that's why her fans still love her. Because we know that she's a good human and a good soul and just wants to make really good music for her fans. And it just sucks that we don't always get to see it, you know?
0: No, we never never see all of it because, of course, they keep it from us, don't they? I mean, they use these people so much in the industry and then they just abuse them. Was your sexual orientation part of the reasons for the struggle you went through or and why, if it was?
1: So, that's a really good question. I've been having this debate with a lot of my co-queer artists and they, you know, there, there's a lot of things around in Hollywood right now, right? Like we're represented, right? There's so many shows or shows with gay sex scenes, but people are not realizing that a lot of these main stars are straight. So like these straight guys are playing gay roles but if you're known as gay, you only get to play gay roles. You never get to play a straight role. But you can't always play a gay role because the majority of the gay roles are still from straight guys. <laughs> so there's like this weird like, we're pro-LGBT, but at the same time, um, our heterosexual guys, even though if a homosexual actor is better, may still get the role. Um, but for me personally, I- I'm, I'm not at the level yet where I wanna be, where I'm like booking obviously big movies or shows like FX shows or stuff like that but um for me it, it hasn't hindered me yet but i mean i've had moments in the industry though where you know i had to wipe off my nail polish and i'm wearing right now actually just like a little glitter or oh, that's cute. Uh, no thank you or i've had to tone down my instagram for example like not have a lot of speedo pictures in fire island or like anything that's too gay quote-unquote
0: are you serious you had to put your instagram down
1: Yeah, so this was very like I will say this is circa like 2016, 2017. So in 2020 half things progress, yes, but you know people people may say that they're for something, but you know Hollywood's still like low key homophobic, or they don't want someone that's so pro pro gay, you know. Um, But yeah, for but what it means to me though, art alone is liberating, right? Artists. It, it, it's a way to express yourself, it comes with vulnerability, it comes with love and compassion, and it comes with empathy. So, and then being gay on top of that brings this whole other realm of like, yeah, I'm still a minority, but at the same time, I'm gonna be a badass bitch and let you know I'm so proud of my sexuality and at the same time be a pure human and be a talented artist. So for me, I love it, to be honest, Like even though like we could be hindered in certain roles, um, it, there's just some like braveness to it that makes it so badass, you know?
0: Yeah, exactly. And also there's always that little voice inside of you uh, for many reasons. And, you know, not only this, this reason that tells you, look, you're good. You know, you're fine. You just have to be yourself. And that's all you need to care about. And the rest will come. And if it doesn't, it's not because of anything that you are, are or you are not um but you know things for you are happening really fast so i'm really excited about that we should we should we will keep in touch so you can come back anytime and let me know and let me know what happens in one of your poems invisible poem you write this phoenix has learned his worth always know this fire is rebirth um that's very very close to what's happening to me right now and uh i shared a little tear when i read these verses um so thank you for writing them and um have you always felt the fire inside of you and what caused it to be put out for a while and how did you reignite it how did you find it back
1: um that's such a good question by the way and thank you for also feeling my pain and having it like help you um i so growing up, I mentioned before, struggled, super poor family, I my fire was always a reminder, right? That as hindered as I am when it comes to income and certain situations that maybe uh, classmates had that I didn't have and stuff like that, my mom always taught me to be proud of you and keep going. So for me, I've always had a fiery reminder, like even in dance class, like, yeah, there's like five other guys better than me, but the fact that I have teachers, so people applauding me, knows that like I can bring my A game. So it was always a self reminder that fights your self sabotage. So like obviously, growing up, everyone has an inner voice. So my devil and angel, my angel is always stronger. My phoenix is always stronger, and I outbeat it. I lost that this winter though. So well, this is my this is my my motto: to to take ten steps forward and progress. Sometimes you need to take five steps back. Um, and that's life, right? You're never going to be perfect 24 seven. I mean, look at famous artists, whether they have an injury, a divorce, um, you know, something crazy happens. I mean, we were just talking about Brittany with her life. Like sometimes you do have to take a few steps back. And for me, this winter, when I wrote the book, I was taking steps back and losing my fire and, and losing focus of what, why am I on this earth? I'm on this earth to entertain, to be a good human, to love, to live. And I was only living one way. And, and for me, that's like sort of dimming my light, um, and that, that's it. My fire is just to be Antonio Lorenzo. It's to be a loving human and a loving artist. And it was just a, it's a self reminder, you know, that this fire will be reborn. And with the rebirth, I'm gonna come in hotter.
0: And there are always people that either, you know, blow on that fire and make it bigger or just put it out with cold water, you know? And, and that's what we were even talking about before. Uh, it's important to know who um, your crew should be, uh, you know, the ones that really make that fire uh, bigger and talking about that in Fields, another poem in your book, you mentioned that a you blew out away the cloudy storm. Who's that you? Is there anybody special in your life that helped you to ride and overcome the storm?
1: So yeah, feels is like the more positive side of my book, right? So for me, I wrote it when I was just like dating around a little bit. And like, for me, feels is like, even if you have an interaction with someone, right? Say it's like a five week fling and then you guys become friends, but those five weeks were so amazing, right? It was feeding your soul. Um, Feels is pretty much dedicated to a few people in my life that have had even if it was a five-week fling or a best friend that have sort of like just made me feel so high doing you know mm. mean? like high enough where i don't even need to be on a drug just like my my soul is so fed and i'm so bliss whether it's like a weekend going to a beach or or even coming here for wine and watching a movie and like talking about actually deep emotions and like and and showing me that i am a human and people do care about my soul um so it feels so dedicated to that i I don't know I don't know if there's a, a specific person when I wrote it I know I wrote it about like when I go on flings with someone uh, but yeah
0: <laughs> yeah that that there's always that person I don't know there could that could be a group of people a group of friends it could be a friend it could be um uh, you know uh, a crush or somebody you're dating
1: and stuff yeah maybe a few encounters too you know when you travel like say you meet yeah. a guy that you like for a week and when you're in europe and then it's like that one week though you met a soul sister or soul brother maybe like it was someone from a past life that that one week was so romantic and it's like oh my god like i can meet a stranger and and they can actually feed me maybe we were friends in a past life you know it's like that it feels for me is like that kind of Moment in your life where like, wow! I don't even need to know you. My whole life, you just made me feel amazing. Though
0: no, my God, it's like they make your soul smile, your heart smile. Uh, or it could be somebody that's been in your life, you know, lingering around for many, many years, yep. and uh, you know, you, you just uh, kept them always there because you love them, you know, anyway. And and and, and they, they will always be in your life somehow. Um, yeah, I, to- I totally get that. I mean, it it's another one that really got to me. <laughs> um, what are you working on at the moment? Apart from having all the fun that I see you having, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. what are your new projects?
1: Uh, so my new projects, um, I will say the podcasting has been really cool. But you know, hearing people like you that really appreciate my poetry makes me so motivated. Um, My second book technically is finished. So I wrote forty to fifty poems. I trim trimming a little bit, and it's fun. It's about like love in the modern world. So it's about like dating apps, to being cheated on, to threesomes, to long-term relationships, to open relationships, to family, to self-love. It's every single kind of love you could think about. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, so I'm going to try to focus on editing that and maybe releasing it this winter, but those are my two big projects. Um, I want to do some like acting work, but to be honest with like everything that's happening right now, it's like so hard to even like work with someone or do a project. Uh, so that's gonna be what i'm really focusing on those two things and then just like choreographing stuff for like instagram like going into dance studios and just sort of like moving to get out of my head you know because like when i'm not dancing for a few weeks i start getting these anxiety moments and it's like oh
0: yeah no no you can't you can't just stop dancing once you're a dancer you can't stop i know i
1: get in my head it's like so i danced yesterday for a workout i did like a quick ab workout for 10 minutes and i did like 10 minutes of choreo in my room those 10 minutes after that i was on a high i was like All I needed was 10 minutes of like pop, lock and drop into like some K-pop, so Blackpink. And like, I felt so good for hours after. Like, I was like, I wasn't in my head. There was like no anxiety attack. I was like, that's it my body needed was just some kind of like muscle memory and some fun. Um, And that's it. Yeah. So I'm going to start bringing that back into my routine. And like, that's what I'm really focusing on are those like three things, dance, podcasting, and then really getting the second book out.
0: Yeah, I, I can't wait uh, you know, to to actually read your second. I book. think you'll like it.
1: It's uh so my first book I'm really proud of it because it was more my psyche talking. Yeah. But my second book's my heart talking. Um uh, mm-hmm. and it's so deep. Uh I it's actually every poem's like about experience. So at I've been in a world when we're dating with relationships with my family members, with myself. So it, it's very heartful. Um and it'll take you on a ride. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow! I can't wait. Um, this anxiety you're talking about, and I've been experiencing this myself very much so, particularly in the past three or four months. And I've gone my way to meditate and pray, and you know, um, yeah. dance and 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 um, talk to to people that really I feel they care about me and they love me and they make me feel good. So when you get this anxiety attacks and I want to talk about about this a little bit because I think that a lot of people around the world are having this kind of attacks at the moment and it could be anxiety, depression, it could be both, you know, um, what do you, what do you do? I mean, how do you take the moment when it's really becoming bad and you, and you can't breathe?
1: Oh my God. Yeah. I'm so happy we're talking about this right now because mental health is such an important thing to talk about. Um, I, I I sort of this is like a little tough love what I'm about to say, but I, I really am I allowed to curse on this or no?
0: <laughs> yeah, do whatever you want. As long as, as long as you as you feel comfortable and you say what you want to say.
1: No, I do. I have a lot of cursing in my vocabulary. Because I'm so free spirited. Like, I don't, <laughs> but yeah. So, but I usually tell myself, I'm "Like, Antonio, shut the fuck up." Like, that's what I say. I mean, I'm anyone anxiety to be that part of themselves, but for me, I have so I, my therapist pretty much categorized my anxiety as catastrophic, where like. I talked about this earlier in the in our interview, where like I, I'll get in my head so much that like I start thinking as if it's like the end of the world. Like I, I go there. Like my brain goes like to the worst case scenario where I'm like I'm frozen. Like I can't even do work on my computer for 20 minutes because I'm I'm having this conversation that's like things are on fire. Like da da da. So sometimes I literally have to tell myself to shut up. And yeah. Things where it's like when you, so I read an article, I think on psychology today, and it was saying that sometimes your anxiety thoughts go away. When you recognize that it's a thought, you let it flow in and then you realize it's a fake thought and then you get over it. I've been using that method on telling myself to shut up and then also just breathing. There's moments where I'm like, you're hyping yourself up. You don't know what the reality is. Stop the what if questions. Your your idea right now is in your brain. We don't know what the reality outcome is going to be right now. So shh, (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah and and you know sometimes it feels like the whole world stopped to look at you having that panic attack yes. and you feel and you feel like there's a big lens on top of your head and everybody's looking when actually oh <laughs> it's just God. all in your head
1: yeah, be <laughs>
0: sometimes, sometimes you know what happens to me I can't actually move
1: mm-hmm. I just get,
0: get mm-hmm. paralyzed like I can't move and I have to say um you know, recently I have somebody very, very close to my heart that I really love deeply, who helped me really, really a lot in this period. And um, he always tells me two words, only two, <laughs> which are turn up, yeah, <laughs> turn wanna- up, turn up. Like, you know, j- just get over it or whatever, whatever you want to, you know, whatever meaning you want to give to it, it meant a lot to me. And, um, So yeah, uh, you know who you are, thank you, love you. Anyway, so let's talk about um, more verses from your book. Why do we always talk about the butterfly, you say? The caterpillar is a symbol of a slow but worthy journey. Take your time. Self reminder, stay positive, breathe in, breathe out, for this new chapter is as refreshing as fresh air. And this is, you know, when I was reading it, I was thinking, yes, this is my mantra from now on <laughs> to get out of my panic attacks or my anxiety attacks. Um, so what? What? when you were writing this, um, I'm, I'm imagining you feeling more like a caterpillar. Um, tell us more about this caterpillar of yours.
1: <laughs> what, yeah. what is it all about? Um, and you know, now that we're talking about it, I think I wrote it from an anxiety place. Um, because, you know, I, I write a lot of these poems when I'm in really my emotions, right? When yeah. I'm in really yeah. dark thought. And so there's subconscious writings, right? Like when I'm writing, I'm not thinking when I'm writing, I'm just writing how I feel. Um, so Fresh Air for me, it, 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 it's like we are so glamorized by Hollywood and we're so like obsessed with like your outcome or being this like boss bitch or like, you know, making a shit ton of money and being this pop star, or, like whatever it is, or being like head of your financial firm. People forget the journey is so beautiful. So like, I'm not where I wanna be in a movie yet, right? I'm not even where I want to be as a poet yet. But that journey of me being dark, writing, overcoming self-sabotage obstacles was so more beautiful than even publishing a book. Having the book out helping change people or helping people live their lives is beautiful too, because I love to help people. But that six months of self-healing is more important than the accomplishment because I'm a better person for self-healing. You know what I mean? Yes,
0: yes.
1: The caterpillar, like the butterfly wouldn't be a butterfly without the caterpillar. And the caterpillar takes a while to become a butterfly. (laughs) So (laughs) the journey is always going to be long. And I feel like we always compare ourselves with other people. Like we go on Instagram and we're like, oh, man, this person's this age making this much money. Why am I not? And that's why after the caterpillar statement, I said, breathe in, breathe out, you know, like that's anxiety. Why am I causing myself to compare who I am? First of all, there's only one Antonio Lorenzo. Yes, there may be other people my name, right? But there's only one me. So why am I comparing my success with other people? Like, Antonio, breathe in, breathe out, chill, because this is a refreshing-ass fresh air. It's a new chapter in your life, and your journey is different. That's what the caterpillar means to me.
0: Everybody's journey is different. Uh, Leo Buscaglia, a great philosopher uh, of the modern times, says every single person is unique and it's unique is their experience unique is their kind of emotions unique is what they uh, will go through uh, in life and what they will get out of life so um i absolutely agree with you and that's what i tell my son every time there is no point to compare yourself to anyone else in the world because no one else will ever have the same journey as you do um now where can we find your book online? Because I want as many people as possible to read this book.
1: Uh, um, I have it right here in my hands, by the way, guys. Hi. Right.
0: <laughs> oh my God. Um, yeah, well, I, love, I
1: love that book. So, yeah. Rise in Phoenix. Um, it is available on Amazon. I believe it should be available in Europe, so I know I'm being, getting like Australian sales. Well, it's available in Australia, so it's a different continent, but if Australia has it, I'm pretty sure the, like, the Europe market on Amazon has it as well. Um, also, Barnes & Nobles. Uh, and it's also on Amazon Kindle. So anyone that has the Kindle app, it's super cheap. I think right now they have it for like $6.99. Um, and it's also on Apple. So it's on Apple Books as well. Um, yeah.
0: Great. Right. Now, I want to... Yeah, I got it with but uh, with my Kindle actually. Yes. Yeah, I think um,
1: it's, it's more with Kindle, and it's actually way cheaper too. Oh right? yeah,
0: no, but I also love having all my books in one place, and just wherever I go, I just take it, take them with me everywhere. Um, so let let's let's go through a little bit of a slippery slope now, yeah, and because sometimes. When people say, "Oh, what's your message?" you know, concerning or regarding what you went through, how would you tell people to behave? This is not the type of question that I want to ask you. All I want you to do is you imagine, close your eyes, imagine you're in front of people that really need your, um, you know, advice or you need your your point of view, and they feel like fallen angels right now, and tell them how you think they could become a rising phoenix
1: um i I would tell these people that as low as you may feel and as high as you can go, you're gonna feel like earth is against you and people are against you and and you're gonna be feel self attacked but if you could just tell yourself even one nice thing a day or or tell yourself that you're gonna get through it and you each help each other, maybe you will see the light at the end of the tunnel um for me that was that was it it was my own inner voice telling myself i can do it just believe in yourself i know it sounds so cliche but honestly giving yourself even one or two compliments a day and just knowing that you could outbeat this will go such a long way so i would hope these fallen angels would understand that um and really just learn that you can't compare yourself to even the other falling angel you you all are your own angels in your own way and hopefully you can get up and realize that and and keep pushing forward
0: Yes. And also, that, you know, there's sometimes when you are a fallen angel <laughs> or when you are in that situation, you actually do not realize. All you see is just the worst, you know, in everything and everybody and yourself, above all yourself. And you do not believe that you will have the strength to get up and do something that you feel is unthinkable and yeah. impossible. And then, and then, something even small, like a little feather flying around you happens, whatever you believe in, you know, if you believe in angels, if you don't, if you believe in God, in Jesus, whatever, but something small or big happens. And that moment is so cathartic and so um, beautiful because you actually realize that, look, it wouldn't take that long or that much, but you need to be awake. You need to have your eyes open, because if you don't have your eyes open, you will miss that. You will miss love, you will miss, um, you know, temperance, you will miss compassion, you will miss all of that. Yeah,
1: yeah absolutely. Yeah. It's scary. We understand that, but open your eyes and, and hopefully, you know, have, have some self-love, even if it's 10%. Any, anything goes a long way, you know?
0: Yeah, and one day you can turn around and say, I made it back. I yep. made it back. I did. everyone's
1: feeling is different, So maybe making back will take a year. Maybe some people will take five days, you know. Um, of course. Remember not to compare yourself. It's, yeah.
0: The journey is the journey. You can't just cut, you know, it's not like having shortcuts. Um, It is just a question. And then, you know, I I believe that if your path needs to be longer, it's going to be longer just because through that path, you're going to find the best uh, version of yourself. And that's all we want to be. That's what we need to become, you know, and what we need to teach our children and uh, communicate to our friends and our family and uh, people who love us and care about us. so, tell me a little bit, I know, I know this is unexpected, but it just came up to my mind. I, I just want to know your your passion about your city, about New York. What, is, what does New York represent to you?
1: Oh my God, represents so much. Um, it is a city of dreams for me. I am obsessed with this city, I'm obsessed with the culture. There is such a beautiful artist community, whether it's theater, fashion, photography, acting, well, TV and film acting inside of theater. But it is the city for me. Just seeing a building is why I'm here. It, it reminds me like you could you could be your own LLC. You could be your own entrepreneur. No, one, no one's going to tell you what to do. If you have your mind on your money and your money in your mind, you're going to be successful. You're going to be a business um, for me. And like as an artist and as a, a poet and people, you know, someone that's publishing their own stuff, we do become a business. And the city reminds me that this hustle is gonna be hard, but like that's what the city's about. Manhattan is built on that. You know, it's it's built on doing like making your dreams come true. And for me, that these are these are my dreams coming true, and I'm doing it in the city that motivates me to do it.
0: Yeah, I feel the same about London. Um, London. London has been for me, yeah. London has been for me the 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 eye opener of um, big parts of my life. Um, And, you know, there's the music, the culture, people, arts, and the fact that here really, well, in my circles anyway, you could be anything. Any, anything you want you know they don't care about how much money you have or uh, who you are or if you're straight or you know whatever they don't care all they care about is you know looking at your soul I was lucky enough anyway to meet people like that so um, I have to say great circle of friends here in London but I'll be coming to New York I'm telling you yeah, I want to totally. I, I party with you. Are coming to London? <laughs> I have to come to London. I'll show you partying in London. Yes.
1: Yeah. I'm supposed to be there this July to see Lady Gaga. So her concert got pushed to next week, next year. Mm-hmm. So I'll be yeah, there. next
0: year. Yeah, of course. I'll All know, live concerts. Yeah. Yeah. What is the? I, I want. I want to close with one little note on the situation we are going through right now, and then another positive note. Um, so what what is happening in your world with this um, you know corona lockdown situation?
1: Um, a lot is going on actually. So I had a really bad in, in March. I mentioned before I have a lot of autoimmune diseases. so I got really sick. Um, I was sick for 21 days, so March for me was a blur. It was really just like being scared because there wasn't information out in March. So I was one of the first cases in like my workplace, my friend group, my family. So I had a lot of panic on me. A lot of people were projecting their fears on me. I was thinking I was gonna die daily. Cause you know, no one had information. My own doctors were like, we don't know to tell you to go to the hospital. or not. like when my chest started hurting, I couldn't breathe on like day 14. They were like, maybe go to the hospital or get a nebulizer. So March was rough. And then April and May were were not that bad. Um, I, I got better, and then I focused on self healing. I published my book because I was like, with all this free time, I'm going to start meditating and really learning like what are my evil roots in my brain. But then lately, now that it's a routine of doing nothing almost, or having this like realm of like no, and you know, as a creative, sometimes we need projects. In order to function, <laughs> because if a creative does not have a project or goes months without doing anything creative, they get in their head, and that's how inner sabotage comes out and then anxiety. So lately, my anxiety has been really bad. So I've been focusing on seeing a therapist, focusing on mental health, p- and getting in projects. Like that's why I started a podcast. I need to dive in stuff. Um, so for anyone out there that is going through the same thing, I will say it is normal actually, because every creative I speak to are going crazy because it's just like, everything's on pause. So don't feel alone, Um, try to do some self-projects, whether it's even like journaling, even if you're not a good poet, maybe make some stanzas, have some fun with it, Um, make music, podcasts, like I don't pick up on reading a lot. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, that's what's been happening.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and I want to, uh, you know, this proposal, first of all, I'm really sorry to hear that. I didn't know what you went through and uh, it must have been so scary and i'm so glad you overcame everything and and you healed and you're here now in all your beauty and you look so healthy and i'm so happy so I'm, i'm so happy to to see you um you know overcoming that i actually lost friends so two of my friends died so it's terrible and um You know that there's not only that part there's also all the other part where you were saying nobody knows exactly what's going on and what it's all about and i to be honest with you i really don't know what to believe anymore and i really don't know uh how many lies we are you know we've been told and how many lies we will be told um going forward um but i I just want to say this proposal to uh, anybody listening if you want to share or need support and you know want us to talk to you or do anything for you please go to Um Send an email to the contact section, and we will be more than happy to talk to you. And if you want to come on the show on the podcast, we'll be happy to evaluate your request. You know, as much as we can do. Um, also, Antonio, you are quite active on social media. So, where are you on Instagram?
1: I'm on in everything uh, <laughs> at Tony Nana, T O N Y N A N A, and then for Twitter, it's Tony Nana One Zero One. So T O N Y N A N A One Zero One. But specifically Instagram, for sure, yeah. I use that as a platform for everything. You know, people have like multiple Instagrams. Nah, I'm I'm proud to be an activist and also an artist. So like that one Instagram, you will see everything. Dancing, acting, podcasting, activism, um, and fun.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly, fun. That's the, the one thing that uh, I always noticed about you even before talking to you on Instagram. Um, so Antonio, thank you so much. This has been like one of the greatest conversations I had since I ever started my podcasts. No doubt um, I'm grateful to Eric for putting us in touch. Yeah. I mean, you, you your family. So let's say that <laughs>
1: I love you, Eric, and when he listens to us. So, yeah. yeah.
0: And again, um, happy anniversary to Eric and Cecilia. I love them so much. I've been work, working, collaborating with them for such a long time. <laughs> so, Antonio, just before you go, uh, I want you to, uh, I'm inviting you officially to come back as soon as your second book is out.
1: Yeah,
0: Yeah, and uh, oh, sorry, just one more thing. Where are your podcasts? What's the name of your podcast? What's the title of your
1: podcast? Nana Tings. So uh, like my username is N-A-N-A and then Tings is T-I-N-G-Z. So it's on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Anchor. It's like on a platform. So please check it out. We talk about really fun things. Um, I have a health, actually COVID episode coming out next week. um, And I just talked about a mental health with empathy and creativity. So we talk about some real stuff, but we also talk about some like fun stuff, sex stories, travel, all that.
0: Wow, cool. That seems really... Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to be listening. Uh, but Ooh. when is he on? Every week?
1: Uh, yeah, I'm actually going to be uploading one tonight. I actually have to make one tonight. So what I try to do every week too is like self-talks. So tonight's going to be about like my talking to myself about my anxiety, um, about dating stuff like that. So usually Wednesdays, you could catch them in the morning, um, and then you'll see bonus episodes. I just released two last week, just for fun, so people can have extra stuff to listen to. So stay tuned.
0: <laughs> great, great. I can't wait to listen to it. Uh, thank you again, Antonio. Uh, uh, please, everybody, who whoever listens to this podcast i just want you to know that there are so many amazing verses empowering words in antonio's book so fallen angel uh, rising phoenix uh get it as you can uh, and when you can uh, it it is very cathartic it's, it's very emotional and uh, i really loved it
1: thank you thank, thank you so
0: much